And welcome, everybody, to episode 91 of the Regression Podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. Joining me today, as always, are my good friends, Aiden Haller and Keegan Thompson. Aiden, that was uh, that was a tough loss there for the Bears today. Um, how are you feeling today, man? Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. I, I was 15 minutes away from declaring the season back on, uh, one and three, going into Thursday against the Manders, staring down two and three, and um, no, the season's over. Um, we completely wasted Justin Fields' best NFL passing game, um, completely took the ball out of his hands in the fourth quarter. Luke Getze, whatever was working in the first three quarters, decided we're done doing that. You got the fourth down play call from Eberflus, Getze, whatever combination it was. Um, the whole staff is terrible. I feel like it's like it was such like an embodiment of like Fields' entire time in Chicago. Like they just can't get out of his way and seem to put him in just awful positions time and time again. So this staff will probably make it through all 17 games, which is insane. Like they should be fired tomorrow. But I'm just gonna have to suffer through another what is it, 14 games, 13 games of this, and um it's pretty miserable. Luckily, fantasy is going really well for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cashing dubs left and right, which is like the only thing dragging me along right now. But the Bears, man, this is, this is the most like painful season I have I have ever been as a Bears fan, and it's been four games. So, um, yeah, that that's where I'm at. I know uh, I'm not the only one that had a a tough day with my team, Keegan. How are how are you doing? I know you've had a a little less time than myself to decompress. I'll save my thoughts for uh, a segment that we're doing on the pod today. I have a lot okay. of words, so I'll save it. But uh, okay. today was all right, for sure. Keegan has not really spoken to us yet. <laughs> he's, he's, he kind of hopped in the call and said, let me know when you're ready. <laughs> and uh, he disappeared for a little bit. And then he came back and said, let's get this ball rolling. And he said, I'll save my thoughts for the pod. And now we're getting a, I'll save my thoughts for another segment. Uh, Sean, just, how about it's you? It's not time to talk about it yet. Uh, a little sneak peek for the listeners today. We're going to cover some winners and losers from week four of fantasy football. Uh, um, so during the loser segment, I will get into some of my um, transgressions and angers. Uh, I feel it's best to let them all out. Um, you know, a couple things before we get into it good morning slate terrible scheduling of the afternoon slate by the nfl terrible. today that was a brutal way to handle your games uh when you have a london game i feel like you need to space those out in the afternoon window like you can't jam pack the morning window if you're gonna have one early one so that was a little weird also a lot of bummer injuries today that i feel like i just wanted to touch on before we get into winners and losers because overall losers of the day i mean kenny pickett not that that's a huge bummer by any means from fantasy standpoint but massive injury there for the pittsburgh steelers uh Devontae adams suffered a shoulder injury comes back but it looks like it's probably an ac injury that could be lingering Javante williams undisclosed hip t higgins could be out anywhere from two to like five weeks with a rib fracture mike evans pulled a hammy pat fryermuth hammy and also Jawan johnson injury as well too so Rough day um, for a couple key fantasy players and just players around the league as well, too. Yeah, the um, the afternoon slate was the Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey showcase. That's what that was, I thought. They were just trying to showcase. Full display for Christian McCaffrey, which was nice of the NFL to just give him a one shining moment <laughs> to because uh, nobody was watching AOC play football today and get sacked six times by one oh player. Uh, but it was nice to watch Christian McCaffrey go off like – kind of with no distractions around. I didn't really care about how Brandon Staley was going to find a way to lose that game. If which, any way which he possible, nearly did. he tried. He, nearly did. He, he tried, tried his so hardest. We'll, uh, we'll be, so I, we'll be Aiden, covering more uh, more Brandon Staley uh, later I, on. Today, I know so. you're upset with your coaching staff, Aiden, but if I was the Chargers, I think I would be similar, no. like uh -oh. almost the same level of upset as you are with your coaching staff. I don't know. It's tough to watch as a Charger, like as a pseudo Chargers fan this year. It's, it's pretty brutal to uh, yeah. keep keep rooting for them. No, I'm with you there. On today's episode, we'll be recapping an incredibly entertaining Week Five. We'll be crowning this week's winners and losers, sending some guilty culprits to fantasy jail, and uh, we'll be airing out some of our bad takes, maybe some of our good takes too. And milk was a bad choice. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy drafts 
might be over, but you can still put your knowledge to the test and win cash prizes on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy now has an exclusive offer for new customers. Not only will they double your deposit up to $100, they're offering a mystery pick special when you sign up using promo code RTM. Week 5, winners and losers. There are a lot of winners. It's week 4. Week 4. It is week 4. Week, week four. 4. Loser is Sean Moran for not knowing what week of the NFL season it is. <laughs> week 4, winners and losers. We'll keep that in the episode. A lot of a uh, lot of winners, a lot of losers that we need to cover with. Do we want to just start with the winners? We're going to bounce around between some winners and losers. Let's let's keep it light. Let's let's go. Let's go right. back and yeah, forth. Let's go back and forth. Let's go back and forth. Yeah, let's have some fun with this one. I uh I have one that I really want to do. Um yeah, I, I really want to start off with with a loser. Do it. I want to start off with a loser. Um, oh, okay. Arthur Smith looks like a gigantic loser, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to dance on that man's hypothetical grave right now. I, I just watching him lose. It just makes me so happy to watch the Falcons lose. Watching them lose, yeah. knowing that they've built an phenomenal defense too, cracks me up. Watching them lose, considering they don't get their top players involved outside of Bijan Robinson and understanding that they could have just used those resources to add to a great defense that they built. It just makes me so happy to see Arthur Smith lose because he doesn't have the argument anymore of saying fantasy bros just want me to use these players in a certain way because I'm winning. Yeah, Arthur. Okay, what? You're like sub six games 500 in your career. Last season, Arthur Smith stuck with Marcus Mariota for 13 dreadful weeks when anyone with eyes could tell you that he wasn't good through the first eight weeks of the season. They played Ritter for a month as a tryout. He was fine in limited fashion, but that's four weeks of a sample size, and they said that was a good enough sample size for us to roll with it. They forego a trade for Lamar Jackson, and they signed Taylor Heineke, and somehow, some way, Desmond Ritter has been a downgrade at quarterback through the first four weeks of the season over Marcus Mariota. They're two and two. Their alpha targets in Drake London and Kyle Pitts look pissed on the sidelines after they lose this game. Kyle Pitts was outproduced by Jonu Smith. That is an institutional failure of an offense. It either means that you drafted a unicorn tight end and he stinks to the point that you can't get him involved or you're not willing to get him involved or you just don't know how to use him. We watch Mike McDaniel do orbit motions and get his players involved. You can't run a fucking screen for for Kyle Pitts. Are you kidding me? I think this guy went from being offensive genius, right? We're using quotes here that uh, was really good in the run game. I don't even think he's that good at calling plays. I think legitimately as a play designer, he uses his best players as decoys. He puts them in a position to win one-on-one. He doesn't use them creatively at all, and he doesn't have a quarterback that can distribute to him. He doesn't make the playoffs this year. He's fired. You're a week four loser, Arthur Smith. It's not like I've thought through that one. I haven't thought through that one at all. I have no acrimony towards uh, Mr. Arthur Smith. But come on, that was so good to watch him lose. I just, I love it. I love watching that guy lose. I want to add on to that. I'd, I'd like to add on to that because because I have Desmond Ritter as a loser too. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think this guy's benched by the end of October. He is that bad, dude. Through four weeks, he has as many turnovers as touchdowns. He's averaging less than 200 passing yards a game. This guy fucking stinks. Like, I hate watching Desmond Ritter play football. It makes me upset. Like, it is such an awful watch on the eyes. I know we put up a a, a poll earlier on uh, on our Twitter page, like who was the worst quarterback this week. The only answer is Desmond Ritter. This guy stinks, dude. Absolutely stinks. And like, I don't even own much shares of this Falcons offense. The only guy I own is Bijan Robinson, who's probably the only one like making out okay with like decent week to week outputs. But just watching this offense is absolutely infuriating. Desmond Ritter is getting benched by the end of this month. And if Arthur Smith doesn't make playoffs, he's absolutely fired. It's, oh my God, it's a terrible watch watching this team every week. Anyone that woke up to watch this game this this morning at 6.30 on the West Coast, congratulations, you are a loser as well. Congrats. We've, you, you've done it. <laughs> you are a you've, loser too. You've done it. Keegan, any thoughts to add to uh, Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, or do you want to uh, switch over to uh, someone you're nominating this week? No, I, I think you guys have covered that pretty well. Um, I definitely I definitely have my thoughts there, but I feel like you guys have said it all. Um, 
and I, the best part, Sean, is you're totally right. Like, you can't, um, God, I said I would have nothing to say, but here I go. Um, you said that yes. Arthur Smith would have, you know, nothing to say at this point. He can't make fun of fantasy people. He can't make fun of all the people calling him out for not using weapons correctly because, like, you just got beat by a very, and this mid. is no offense to the Jaguars, but like mid Jaguars team that are sure. underperforming to a level that none of us expected them to play to. So, yeah, Arthur Smith's a bit of a donkey this year so far. But I would like to flip the script and talk positive. Yeah. Our week four winner is um, anybody and everybody who is a CMC truther. Anybody oh, who, I, I mean, people who went back and forth and talked about should, uh, Justin Jefferson, who I still think is the great choice for 101. And today he gets in the end zone. And, you know, obviously that looks great. But anybody after that, it should have been CMC. And I think we're, a lot of us and a lot of people in fantasy had around three or four, but it was still wide receiver, wide receiver, CMC, most likely in people's rankings, right? CMC truthers and CMC in general are the big week four winners today. I mean, the guy absolutely just goes bananas today. I mean, does it all. What he is capable of on a football field is almost terrifying to me. I mean, damage in the receiving game, damage in the running game, handling a workload that you would you would die to have for any of your fantasy running backs. And Christian McCaffrey has it, and he just gets to keep it. I mean, Shanahan's not even laying off the gas pedal with this guy. He's catching touchdowns. He runs for three today. He puts up 48 points. I mean, he's the undisputed most valuable player in fantasy football right now. And anybody who's stuck to their guts – and said running backs matter or CMC is the one-on-one. Like, I don't care. Or I'm taking CMC over everybody else. Like, congratulations. You're a fucking genius. Because you were right. Like, you were absolutely right. The guy is a maniac. He makes the 49ers engine chug. And it's incredible to watch. I I had a blast. I, all those games are so bad in the afternoon. I just had the 49ers up. And it was an absolute blowout at one point. The Cardinals are frisky. But let's be honest. It was never really that close. And I just... Watching Chris McCaffrey is like football magic. It was one of the favorite parts of the day today was watching Chris McCaffrey with the ball in his hands. This is the best he's ever looked, and he had the greatest running back season in fantasy history. Or no, no, no. Did he have the greatest PPR season ever? He has like one of or the did LT top have three. He had one of the greatest I, seasons I want to say LT has the top season. Um, he's I'm Yeah. But CMC is up there yeah, as well see. for I, PPR season. I have a loser that piggybacks off this one. It's anyone that graded that trade negatively because there was a lot of people that came out and said that trade absolutely for sure. stunk they gave it a they gave up a ton the, but like it, this it is a good matter. proper time to victory lap this sean you've had enough sample size with like last year's games of cnc and four games now this season i think it's like a totally respectful move to victory lap that because there were many many negative people on bill this. barnwell who i love c minus that was the grade for the 49ers a lot of people said the trade was irresponsible i get it it was kind of an all-in move, but since they traded for him, he scored 20 touchdowns in 18 games. They're 14-1 and one in the regular season, and he has 13 games with a TD. He has 12 straight games with 100 yards or a TD. He has the fourth most fantasy points through four weeks of the last 20 years for a non-QB. That is Christian Josh. McCaffrey. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's electric. He's... What is what is the stat that Ian Harditz always tweets about? It's, it's like he's gone yards at least twenty consecutive yeah. games with at least a hundred yards or scored a touchdown. He's the greatest fantasy running back of all time, like on a yeah. per touch basis. Yes. Yeah, he's the best. He's in like the legit MVP conversation after today. Like if he keeps this pace up, like not just fantasy, you can't MVP, tackle like. You, it's NFL MVP. Like this dude is insane. Like dude, that behind the line of scrimmage throw that Brock Purdy made. And I'm like, okay, this will set up for a nice PPR play for Cooper Cup. Next thing you know, he's hurdling somebody. I blink and he's in the end zone. I'm like, how did he turn? You look at the side of the field, right? The right side of the field. And it's so busy. There's blocking going on. There's people pursuing CMC. He catches the ball behind the line of scrimmage for crying out loud. And there's three people in front of him with only two people being blocked. Next thing you know, he's in the end zone. This guy's a magician. And we're, Unreal. And we're talking about Unreal. the 49ers too, and, and this is a loser as well. The Brock Purdy haters who say that not only is this guy not good, he's straight up bad. Okay, the argument of whether he's great, whatever, it's hard to evaluate him because of all the good players he's around. But this guy's straight up like 
legit a good player. I again, I know I'm biased here. But I would kill for him to Brock, be my team's quarterback. Brock right now. Purdy set the 49ers single game record for completion percentage at 95% this week. He went 20 for 21. According to Next Gen stats, Brock Purdy's completion percentage over expected today against the Cardinals was plus 28%. That was the highest mark by a QB with at least 20 pass attempts in a game over the last seven seasons. <laughs> this, this is the Mahomes era, the Lamar era, the Herbert area. Heading into Sunday Night Football, here's where Brock Purdy ranks. He's first in QBR. He's third in completion percentage. He's eighth in completion percentage over expected. He's eighth in pass yards, second in yards per attempt, first in INTs with zero. EPA per drop back, he's first. I get it. He plays with a team of cyborgs around him. CMC's obviously elevating him, but Brock Purdy is legit the truth. Like straight up, I know I, I'm I am so won over by this guy after what he's done in his first like 12, 13 games as a starter. This guy's so legit. It is crazy. Guys, you're good. still hating on him. Deal with it. You lost this week. Maybe he'll turn into a pumpkin against the Cowboys, but you're still waiting, and it hasn't happened yet. So deal with it, losers who hate on Brock Purdy. Uh, Aiden, give me a, give me yeah. a winner. I need some more positive here. I like the positive train. I'm ready to explode on some losers, but I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. Some more good vibes. Some more good vibes. We've all been waiting for this. We knew it was coming. AJ Brown owners rejoice. Whoa, AJ Brown, it finally good call happened. out. We knew it was coming. We said, we said bye. He's a bye. He's a bye. He's a bye. AJ Brown owners rejoice. Honestly, toss Jalen Hurts in there too. I was going to say, yeah, Jalen Hurts finally had a good day too. As a passer, he's only gotten better week over week. He finally eclipsed the 300-yard mark for the first time this week. And just looking at AJ, dude, nine catches, 13 yards, 175 yards, two tutties. The wide receiver won on the week with just under 40 points. We knew that, like, we we knew this was coming. We knew this was, he was averaging 10 targets a game through three games. There's a word for it, And people were freaking out. What's the word for it? He regressed to the mean. (laughs) Yes, he did. That is exactly what A.J. Brown did. He regressed to the mother effing, he was regressing his mean, baby. Come on. His first touchdown, I lost my shit, man. He hit that little, like, fake block stutter go, and then it's just deking people, like, 40 yards yak down the field. I was freaking out. I was fully standing up in the living room, high-fiving you. I think I hit the bird wings. <laughs> I think I hit the bird wings. I I think I might hit the bird wings, dude. It was Shirts off. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And then the second one, just absolute breadbasket, dimes him in the back corner of the end zone. A.J. Brown's that dude. He is He's a top-five play in fantasy at the wide receiver position and Jalen Hurts looking this good through the air just absolutely phenomenal I I'm pretty fired up for things to come as an AJ Brown owner um I wish I owned Jalen Hurts because the dude's just the dude's a dog (laughs) the dude's a dog um just awesome vibes from AJ Brown this week love it I love that I was pretty happy to see Jalen Hurts have pretty good bounce back game as well too as a massive Jalen Hurts owner oh yeah all right, let's get negative. I have a positive. Keegan, can, I, can I be positive? I've been so negative to start. Can I do some winners? Yeah. Um, <laughs> L- Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, oh, we, yeah. We got to oh, yeah. shout out a winner when we see it. <laughs> Lamar's look like one of the best players in football through the first four weeks of the season. And, and I know that's saying something, but this is probably the most in command of the passing game I've, I've ever seen Lamar. And I think we got sold this narrative that Todd Monken was going to unlock Lamar. He was going to have increased weapons. His offensive line starts to crumble. His receiving core starts to crumble. It's the same shit, different day. But he showed up today against one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they beat them 28-3. to He had like three or four holy shit throws. I mean, just perfect placement on the boundary to Gus Edwards. I think the best throw of the day outside of Justin Herbert to Josh Palmer, he floated that touchdown up to Mark Andrews in the end zone. He, after a shaky week one, Lamar has scored 22 points, 28 points, 28 points. He's already playing with a bunch of injuries, but the man is so legit. And I am I, I have so much of my financial well-being riding on Mark Andrews, and it was very nice. Mr. Mark Andrews, come on down. Have a massive Mark Andrews performance this week. Five for 80 and two tutties. The true number one wide receiver. Keegan's so juiced, he's sneezing. Um <laughs> 
the number tight end. I'm, I'm happy to see Lamar succeed. Lamar and Mark Andrews. It was legit. It all, all summer. It was legit. No, and he, you know, that's the best defense in the NFL, according to some people. Now, I don't know if I believe that, but some people are, are yeah, touting that defense. Blown. And uh, Lamar, shout out, Mr. Lamar Jackson. I just that was big win. His first touchdown to Mark Andrews in the back yes, corner was of the, the end zone, like. That's the only place you can put that ball. It was that is a perfect ball, absolutely perfect ball to your target. He's been, like, I saw it and I was just like, wow, that was special. I missed the second one. I caught it uh, just like watching replays in the afternoon. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize Mark got in there again. Um, yeah, dude, Lamar is dialed. Um, two early divisional wins too. Like just like speaking real football, they're in complete control of that division. They might have that locked up relatively early with the Bengals scuffling, especially the Steelers, whatever, and then they just beat the Browns. So absolutely massive win for Lamar and his owners. Lamar MVP. It's one of my favorite prop bets out there for awards season. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you uh, said it a week or two. Ago. I, you know, they had that weird loss last week to the frisky Colts, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Lamar this season. Keegan, any thoughts on that before you want to uh, shift over to your next uh, nominee? Uh, no, I mean, He's other than load. Yeah. Is I it am. Jets I'm time? Is it Jets time? Um, well, first off, yeah, Lamar is having such a good season. It's like really enjoyable to watch because I, I have been like championing this like almost since early summer yeah, when we're talking about Lamar. like all in. preseason, like just all in. He just, I mean, he's just so good. It's good to see people like start recognizing him as a passer. And I feel like Monken has been good for their offense in many ways, but I think it's also just been good to emphasize like what a good true passer Lamar Jackson is. And it's nice to see people recognize that. Um, I'd like to talk about some losers for a second here and i and i've got a couple um well one or two uh they all kind of tie in together uh my first one is i i'd like to talk about the nfl fans we are losers right now because we're getting force-fed human centipeded taylor swift bullshit every (laughs) week dude like they are just force-feeding taylor swift poop down our throat with this travis kelsey bullshit also, loser of the year is Travis Kelsey for getting his career exploited for the betterment of NFL rankings. I mean, God, it was funny in the first week, and now it's just like poor guy is getting TMZ cameras outside of his house because they're forcing a relationship on him with tra- with Taylor Swift to market her new movie and market the NFL. They got Blake Lively up in the fucking booth. Like, yeah. Donna Kelsey's yeah. hanging out with Taylor Swift. It's all State a Farm. fucking lie, no, dude. Jake, Jake from, from State Farm is sitting next to the Kelsey's mom. It's I earlier mean, in the they day. are told, turning this into a full-blown, like, media tour for the NFL and just, like, raking in extra viewers. Travis Kelsey's just trying to play ball, has one of the worst games of the season that he's had thus far and just one of his least productive games of his career in a long time. And honestly, at this point, I'm sure it's weighing on him. I mean, he's getting used as a prop, dude. He's getting used as a prop. I think bank, it's just a bro. massive he's making L. bank, bro. He's the number one podcast he's probably doing in America. Fun. What do you care about more, though? Do you care about winning America. football games? Or do you care about pretending to date Taylor Swift and shoving it down all of NFL fans' throats? Remember, the losers of this are the you NFL fans. Both. I am so sick saying that Travis Kelsey doesn't win, <laughs> That's like literally all he does, dude. That's all. He it's does. all he does. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like at this point, like we get it. I'm sick I of do. it. She's done her little media tour. The friendship like, I'm bracelets. So fucking tired were, of it. No, like it, dude. It's get terrible. A grip. It's, terrible. it's not even real. It's all fake. And speaking of fake, the other losers are true NFL football fans who got robbed of a good game tonight. I am so sick of the NFL protecting Patrick Mahomes. Great guy. Great person. Jets dude. Time. The holding that ran. occurred. <laughs> The holding that occurred on that third and 20, he throws a pick, and then they call a DPI. Jermaine Johnson's got hands around his fucking neck for five minutes. How do you think he has that much time in the pocket? Because he's getting held all over his offensive line. I mean, we got defensive linemen with hands in their necks. Of course he's going to run or throw the ball. He's got 20 seconds because they're getting a hold. And we get a ghost DPI call because, oh, they're precious prints. Patrick Mahomes can't lose to Zach Wilson on primetime. Not with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in the building. We can't do that. What a fucking sick joke this is, dude. It's not even real football anymore. (laughs) This is straight up entertainment, dude. It was crap. Look, Zach Wilson fumbling towards the end of the game after what is arguably his best career game in the NFL. Like, that's one thing, right? Not getting the ball back because you fumbled. That's on you. But we're in the game. We're, 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 Picking off 
Travis or Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes. God, I can't even talk. I'm so flustered. And they're making up ghost call after ghost call after ghost call and giving them the game. They just handed it to him on a silver platter because it's bad for ratings if Patrick Mahomes loses to Zach Wilson on primetime. I mean, the calls were egregious. Like, Robert Sala needs to go into the presser and rip the refs and take whatever fine and have Woody Johnson pay it out of his pocket because that was fucking bullshit. He got an unsportsmanlike conduct for ripping into the refs at the end of the game. Look, I don't even care that we lost. It's more the fact that we didn't get a chance to try and win. Like I said, fumbling is one thing. You have to accept the mistake if you're the Jets because they did make a mistake. But they didn't get a chance to win because the refs in the NFL wanted that game over. I know I have a big tinfoil hat. I wish we had an editor that could just edit <laughs> yeah. a tinfoil hat I might be over my hat. It. I could do it in and, the post. And I know I sound crazy, but everybody on Twitter, I mean, even unbiased fans, like it was egregious. The videos are all over. I fucking hate the NFL sometimes. Like it's just a product of entertainment. And tonight was just a sick reminder of that. Like I watched good football all morning and I was just force fed this stupid Taylor Swift bullshit for three hours watching my Jets fight for their life and what was Zach Wilson's best career game ever, and I couldn't even enjoy it because I'm just getting face cams of Donna Kelsey, Jake from State Farm, fucking Blake Lively, Taylor Swift, and Patrick Mahomes' wife, and I'm not even watching football. I feel like I'm just watching reality TV, and next thing you know, goes DPI call on Sauce Gardner while Jermaine Johnson's got hands around his neck by the freaking Hamburglar, and God, I'm so... <laughs> frustrated dude like that wasn't even real football to end the game i am oh my god so biggest losers nfl fans because the nfl just wants to rig shit and force feed taylor swift down your goddamn throats oh my god and if you've that made was it so much better if and if you've made it this far into the episode we appreciate you if you haven't had a chance go ahead and like this video <laughs> subscribe Turn on the notifications. You do not want to miss any more rants here from, from Keegan Thompson. We appreciate you for uh, being a part of the mean team. Uh, Keegan, I don't think the NFL is rigged, but it kind of did felt like there was a script to that game. I was like, wait, why is Mahomes throwing unforced INTs? Why is Zach Wilson look like Aaron Rodgers? It, it just felt like theater. That, Best that game, game. career. Can we agree? Best game was Zach Wilson's young career. He was throwing back shoulder dimes, dimes downfield. Dimes, and even when he dimes. wasn't like in the second half, even when he wasn't getting, he didn't really look that bad. He, it didn't really look like there was a huge no. error coming from Zach Wilson. It, like he looked they, in like, control. They like eased off the blitz because he was starting to kind of because he was him, making like, them. Yeah, yeah they had him kind of starting to piece them. Like Spagnuolo, uh, I always forget how to say his name. Spags. Uh, was like Spags. backing. Spag, yeah. Spags, like they stopped blitzing as much because Zach was like start actually hit what was there. I was, I was what shocked. What an epic um, rant. That was. That was, that, that was so much better than I could have anticipated. Yeah, you were. Viewers, the NFL is, time bomb. is not rigged. Listeners at home, the NFL is not rigged. Um, <laughs> not It's not rigged entirely, but some games are certainly placed in favor it, of certain people in the league. I mean, tonight was one of those nights where, I mean, look, the NBA players that are ex-NBA players, they talk about it all the time, and they reveal that the NBA is a very hard game to win when you're not a preferred team in the NBA. Tonight was one of those nights where I felt like the Chiefs got preferred (laughs) treatment. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take some of my comments back, but and I admitted it. Don't you can't fumble the ball, Zach. You you can't fumble the ball, Zach, and that's ball, Zach. (laughs) Sorry. I'm a child. I just um, said Balzac and I laughed, but that was bullshit. The end of that game was absolute bullshit. We should have had a chance with the ball back. That was crap. We're going to start getting fed into like when the YouTube algorithm does recommendations, it's going to be like 9 11 conspiracy. They're going to put me right next to Alex Jones. <laughs> just epic NFL rigged rant. That's why we should name this yeah. YouTube oh, video for the search. God. Epic NFL rigged rant. Vax question mark. Um, I have I have a good winner. <laughs> Vax question. Oh. We're probably gonna keep that in, but it's it viewers, listeners at home. That is just a meme that's circulating around the internet. Keegan is not on 4chan or Reddit. He is just on Twitter. Okay. Um, other winners, and I say his name. Well, no, I, I have one that's just gonna be real kicking the balls to Keegan. Oh, it's week okay. one fab droppers. If you dropped all of your fab in week one on Puka Nakua or Kieran Williams or even Zach Moss, you're you're living pretty good. You're uh you're feeling yeah. pretty 
good here. Um, and, and Puka, right? Puka Nakua is currently outpacing the two best receiving yard seasons in NFL history through four games. Nakua has 501 yards. Cup had 431. Megatron had 423. Here's where Puka has stacked up in his first four weeks in the NFL in terms of PPR finishes. Wide receiver 9, wide receiver 2, wide receiver 36, wide receiver 4. Uh, Kieran Williams, weekly finishes through four weeks. RB9, RB2, RB28, RB4. He has the second most valuable role in fantasy behind Christian McCaffrey. Pretty wild. And that is why you blow your fab in week one because these guys are on the wire. Proud Puka Nakua bag owner. So you made I'll, fun of like that, you, your Max Bid mocking me and doing the little Max Bid voice. Throwing the Hall of Fame. Max Bid. Max Bid. Max Bid. But I also did spend fifty dollars on Puka Nakua in two different leagues. Every so. penny. Um, okay. He won me a matchup today, oh man. God, he's so good. He's so freaking good. <laughs> Let. Let's get negative again. Okay. Let's Aiden. Let's, hear let's hit some losers. I'm I'm putting that like this is like more than a bogo. This is like buy one, get like five. It's like you're all grouped together here. Any owners that own Bengals players. Oh yeah. Losers. I had yeah, this I, one I, too. And, and it's not, not getting better. It might be getting worse. Soon. It might be it is. Last week might like, have been the peak. Last week might have been the best yeah, time to own one of these guys. I, I'm just going to go through like a, a few quick thoughts, like, because there's probably more that I'm just missing. Like, Joe Burrow's horrendous, dude. Like, they, I think they have to sit him down. He's gone over 16 points one this year. In the other three games, he's been under 10 points. Like, the dude is totally out of sorts. The calf's an issue. He can't move. Can't move. He can't plant on the foot. Like, everything is dinky. Can't even dunk. play the right formations because he's so injured. Disaster. So, Burrow's a disaster. It gets worse. T. Higgins broke his goddamn ribs today. He's probably out a couple of games. They got a week seven bye. The earliest he's probably coming back is week eight. And not to mention, he's been awful all year. He had the 120 burger in week two. Aside from that, I think he's got three games under five, plus a donut in there. Awful. Jamar Chase is kind of doing a little better. The first two games were a mess, and then he had he's 26 points last week. He's off volume opportunities. Volume, volume, that's volume, it. volume. But, like, zero TDs. I don't know if that's coming anytime soon. Joe Mixon is barely averaging over 10 points a game. Kind of looks like dust just because, like, the offense has no sort of rhythm or creativity. If you're owning any of these guys, like – to Sean's point, it might get worse before it gets better, dude. Like, I think we're legitimately looking at a situation where they shut down Burrow when they should have done it. Like, Why didn't they one, just two, start with like him on IR? IR. Maybe I, an IR. It is such a classic example of, like, this Disaster. going wrong when you have one of these calf injuries. Uh, okay, heading into today's game, the Titans were surrendering 19.1 points per game to QBs. Burrow finished with five points. <laughs> Through four games, he is averaging... 7.85 fantasy points per game. 7.85. Jamar Chase is averaging 14.4 purely on garbage time cheap volume. It's just pure like five-yard screen catches. That's literally their whole entire offense. After the game, Jamar Chase was quoted saying, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Excuse my profanity. We're gonna. I was gonna see if gonna you guys saw that tweet. Profanity. Yeah. His, that. that tweet was hilarious. It was the most I'm wide receiver one moment. I'm so proud of Jamar Chase. That is the most. I'm such an alpha wide receiver post game interview. Him just being like, I'm always fucking open. Excuse my profanity. That's what killed me. Is when he said, "Excuse it. I'm sorry." Um, T Higgins is set to miss it's multiple dark. weeks. And remember, why do we buy Jamar Chase in fantasy? It's because okay, now this guy gets hella volume, and he's also a deep touchdown merchant. Because he has Go Ball Joe throwing him, throwing him touchdowns. Go Ball Joe doesn't that's exist anymore. Happening. He looks like thirty-eight-year-old Joe Flacco. Like that's what he looks like right now. He looks like Trent Dilfer it's in terrible. the pocket. It's he terrible, cannot move. Dude. He, it. I turned on that game to see if anything could happen, and it was literally just this dude getting assaulted in the pocket. It it did not look safe for Burrow to be out there. Um, they have to shut him down. Epic. They have to shut. Epic. You, you can't tell me that a healthy Jake Browning it like like isn't better than this right now. It is. He can't throw. Like can't he move. cannot push off that calf and like actually throw deep. It's just like flat footed fucking slants ins and outs. Like nothing past the sticks. It's gross, dude. I hate it. Um. If if you guys are done, because I also had this as well. I, I do have yep. a positive. I like this back and forth positive thing, but I've got a positive one. Yeah. Um, it's also well. I'll do a loser first. Loser, Carolina Panthers. 
winner, Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Because you know what? I know this is a fantasy podcast, but there are two rookie quarterbacks right now that look like they are here to stay and can actually impact and drive a franchise into the future in a way that I'm not sure that we've been able to see in just a couple game samples out of previous rookie classes, right? Like this has been a lot of up and down quarterback play from early rookie draft picks in the past couple of years. And first off, let me just say this again. CJ Stroud is a dog. A dog. Dude. I've got him in my win- I've got him and the Texans in my winner list, but carry on, yes. This so guy, cool. I, I'll let you like just elaborate on that because you you've got the Texans in your winner list. But I mean a dog. It's throwing darts all around the field, banged up offensive line, banged no starters. up team. No starters, no starters on his offensive line. None. He's playing with no Doesn't starters matter. on his Doesn't offensive matter. line. And he's got 1,200 passing yards, six touchdowns, no INTs, and he's two and fucking two. What a Dude, G. Like, I'm so blown I away with how to, good he is as a player. Like, it is crazy. How I good need to find this quote that he said about the city oh, of that Houston killed me. after the game. He said, he said, I, uh, he said, he said, I hate losing. The Texans, yeah, the Texans went at home for the first time since December 2021. CJ Stroud, that ain't flying for me. So it's time for Texas fans, Texans fans to walk around proud. Stroud on the strong showing of Steelers fans today. We sent them home. <laughs> Dude, no, there was got so much swagger and poise for a guy that's played four NFL games. Like this is like a top fifteen NFL QB already. Like already, yeah. this dude is phenomenal. He looks like, like Justin Herbert, he, he's the he's, best rookie QB we've he's had. Phenomenal, since Justin dude. Herbert. So much poise. He's and I would so love to just to be like, oh, his environment's great. Yes, D'Amico Ryan's is doing a fantastic job coaching. His weapons are playing above their skill level. Like he doesn't have like the craziest weapons. Nico I Collins don't know, is playing man. good, Nico, right? Nico, or maybe but, they're just bro. Good. Nico, yeah, maybe but also, good. Nico that's true. That's true. Real, but he's an elevator. What I'm saying, he's an elevator. But what I'm saying is. Yeah. You can't even look at his environment and say like, "Oh, it's just a perfect environment." Like, dude, no starting offensive None. linemen are playing already available. It's TJ right Watt, now. rookie coach, rookie coach against TJ Watt, and it's a rookie quarterback. The guy's balling, and also they Anthony Richardson balls. too. Don't even. Don't even. I had don't even. I had him on my don't list. What a beast! I mean, for fantasy, on it's an easy winner, right? Like people who took the gamble on, on Anthony Richardson and bought into yeah. the hype on the athletic yeah. testing, the draft prospect that he was, and you bought into that. Congratulations, you're a winner. Like the Colts for taking the shot and the gamble and knowing that that is their guy, hiring the coach, knowing who they would draft for this guy. And just building an offense and a game plan around them. Like, kudos to the Colts organization for understanding what you have in a guy. And kudos to Anthony Richardson for playing and exceeding, I think, even my expectations, Sean's expectations, people who are very high on him, like, coming out of the draft. A good for those two rookie QBs. Nice. I'm not trying to dog on Bryce, but there's a clear gap. Right Guys, now. the throws Anthony Richardson was making today. He had a... He jumped up in the air and threw the ball forty yards down the field, like in the pocket, in the grasp. I, my only fear is that he's just gonna, on the right side. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. gonna die because he gets hit so much. I, <laughs> he when takes I, so much damage. So when I watch he's football, massive, when though. I watch like, football he on just Sunday, absorbs it. On fo- when I watch football on Sundays, it's red zone, it's 49ers, and it's Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Those are the three things that I'm watching. So <laughs> I watch all of his pass attempts. That guy is such a dog. They should have won that game today. They storm back down 20 points. He is so freaking good. He makes all the right decisions. He's a force multiplier in the run game. He is such a leader on the field in his demeanor. And same with Stroud. I had, like, in terms of winners, like Nico Collins, uh, who's the ride receiver for the Texans, he's 50 yards away from matching his production from all of last season. Uh, Nico, Nico, after the catch, has been ridiculous. I think he's in the top five in receiving Guys, yards in the NFL. He's on pace like, for 94, 1,819 yards in 13 touchdowns. Yeah, no, Nico's been insane. Baller. Like, obviously, Lights today was out. massive. Today was massive. But, yeah, no, like, he's had multiple good games this year. And I got to say it, and you mentioned it, and I was a huge Bryce Young truther going into the draft. I was a big believer in him. However... What the what the Panthers did, which was trading multiple first round picks to basically plant the flag saying, this is our guy. We we cannot have a we won't have a first pick for two years because we're going to have this guy on our team. He is going to be that big of an elevated floor raising player. 
He has not been that through four weeks, three weeks, and three starts. They don't feel confident with him throwing the ball downfield. Their whole entire offense was just wide receiver screens. He looks so tiny. He does not look like an NFL athlete. He looks so overmatched and so overwhelmed right now in the NFL. And the Panthers have no capabilities to improve this roster through the draft. They're going to have to trade for somebody. They're going to have to draft somebody. But Bryce Young is stuck throwing to Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and LaVisca fucking Chenault. It is dark. This is like it when is you're dark. playing Scrabble dark, and you're bro. down to the empty bag and there's no letters left and you're looking at a full board and you've got to piece together what you have with the last three or four random letters you have. Like they do not have any it's more resources bad, to build around them. Like they're staring down an empty bag of letters and all they've got is I, I, O, and U, and they're trying yeah. to piece together stuff Scrabble on the reference. board. Wow. Yeah. I'm in a blender over that. They've got reference. nothing. It's, there's no help coming too. Like it's not like they have anyone that's like injured. That's like no. Like there's no reinforcement. This was the like, plan. Like this is the plan. This was is it. This is give Frank Reich a massive contract. And what the hell is Frank Reich ever proved? I mean, I think that he's kind of made mad, like like lemons out of le- what's the saying where you make like whatever he made lemonade like whatever the fuck the saying is he <laughs> he did okay right he did okay in his situation in quotes but you bring him in. And then you you drop the bag for Bryce Young, and you have to be sure, like you have to be sure. And you have two other quarterbacks right now that look really good. And I think Richardson's in the perfect situation. I think you've dropped C.J. Stroud, and maybe a good culture situation. But in terms of an offensive environment, it's been kind of playing the game on hard mode, and he is going. And I was a C.J. Stroud doubter. I'm 100% a believer. I have a redraft team where I have him and Joe Burrow. He's in the starting lineup moving forward. Straight up. He's my QB. CJ Stroud is without who I'm doubt, holding Without a doubt. Um, so, wow. I, I got so fired up during that rant. Good good stuff, Keegan. This QB class, yeah. Like, the cream is rising to the top so fast. And, like, what's happening with Brett? Like, these two guys are like look like absolute mainstays in the NFL. And Bryce Young is just out there fighting for his goddamn life it's like it's he's it's crazy and yeah to your point it's like they moved up that's the guy that they identified and tried to like you know build around it it, it looks like it absolutely blowing up in their face and yeah now that's that's a top two pick so uh tough 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 look tough he looks kenny pickett bad like just straight up he's he's that bad um winners i have one have the legs i have one more uh the artist formerly known as Devon A-Chain or A-Chan. I think I actually have it this week. It's Devon uh, A-Chan. Um, after his 50-point explosion, uh, he follows it up with an 8 for 101 and two tutties, three catches for 19 yards, 27 points, RB5. Um, anyone that started I am week, so happy, guys. Anyone that started him this week, and I did, um, and I also played him, which was kind of ass, but uh, Devon, <laughs> Devon A-Chan is a... Uh, is a weekly play. He's good, man. Yeah, you're playing him. He's good. Every week. This this feels like a whole, like, circle moment, not to be, like, fan, you know, but we are fans at the end of the day. And I feel like the circle of life is full for me watching Devon Achan's entire college career and hearing a lot of doubt for him at the NFL level, going through the combine process. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. Will he have an opportunity to stay? And just, like, holding in my chest knowing that I think he can be a good NFL player and like goddamn I mean look at him go the guy is unreal he's so good we see dude. two rookies he's perfect for this offense also two, yeah. I mean I was about to two say perfect that. I think he got dropped in the perfect two place. two rookies where Anthony Richardson's in the perfect environment Devon Achan is in the perfect environment both of them landed yep. in the perfect landing spots whereas like Marvin Mims yes disaster situation because they won't play him but um yeah, that is one of the weirdest things about the NFL and just sports in general. Like your environment can make you everything. Like Marvin Mims is the yards leader for the Denver Broncos through four weeks, and he also has the least amount of targets amongst their like five core wide receivers. He is it's their terrible. yardage leader. It's terrible. I, it's absolutely terrible. But environment yeah. matters, and it's it's really cool. I, D- Devon. Devon A Chan, which is so weird because yeah. like I feel like the Aggies covered him as A Chan, but they just never whatever, bothered to ask, probably because colleges are. It's just switched. good to see he the switched. kids that like you root for, 
like pop off in the NFL as soon as they get sure. their chance. It's it's a treat to watch. Um, are you guys I'll, ready? You want to highlight one more loser? One more loser. Okay, and then loser. we got And it's another rookie okay. that is just like it's an absolute disaster. Quentin Johnston breakout may never be coming. It's without Mike <laughs> yeah. Williams. What the hell, dude? He doesn't He's getting look out snapped by Darius Davis. He like doesn't look. Great. I knew Palmer was probably gonna out snap him, but like. You're not even the wide receiver three in that offense, right? I'm not even wide receiver four. Then you got the tight ends out targeting them. Like, do you not know Did the you playbook? See that? Is it lack of effort? Like, it's, dude, it's. Did you see that throw you? to him, like, on his, like, back hip, kind of, like, at the boundary, like, out of bounds, like, maybe, like, 20 yards deep? Like, it was a total Mike Williams play. Like, it yeah. was a shot to Quinnen on he, the boundary. He located and it he well. Drops and, but it. the defender kind of got in there. I don't. I know, but I I was watching that and I was like, natural. Mike would have caught it. It doesn't look. I yeah, was like, dude. it looks. Mike would have caught the, it. The the uh, hand it, hand specialists on Twitter during the draft season who were roasting him. It doesn't look natural him catching the ball. Now he might catch it. He had that crazy catch where he put his hands underneath it on the ground on like a twenty eight yard catch. That was a beautiful play. They had to challenge it to go back to the booth because it was really that was a good play. That was a good play. Yeah. He just seems really raw, and I heard from the beat writers that cover the team. Not only is he raw in terms of like his ability to catch the ball, run routes, like he's raw where he struggles to know where to line up when he's playing. So like that's not good. It may he might that have is to, not good. he might have to play into the into the role. Um but Aiden he's a long season. He's probably still better than Jackson Smith and Jigbo at this point. But um Oh, I, ooh, I don't know, man. It is <laughs> Jordan Addison didn't have a catch today, by the way. Um, the ro- we, the rookie, we did see uh, that coming. the rookie wide receivers, and also, Sid of, yeah, Sid let's uh, let's go to fantasy jail real quick. Let's send a couple corporates. Um, I have some people that I like to send. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. All right, I got some rapid fire fantasy jails. Do you did you guys bring any people to? I have jail? somebody that I want to take out of jail. Actually, okay, we'll oh, we'll get we'll nice. get somebody out of jail real quick. But I want to start off with um, with one man who deserves forever to be in fantasy jail. He's done. He's done forever. Get him off any fantasy roster, and it's Joshua Kelly. Um, Joshua Kelly, through three weeks, has been the starter, and this is after Austin Eckler shilled him and said, "You need to bring him on your team." Joshua Kelly, Austin Eckler belongs him. in fantasy jail for this. He straight up shilled him like he was a shit coin in uh, 2021. Joshua Kelly, <laughs> and I make crypto references that these guys don't get. Maybe other people out here get the crypto references. Okay, Joshua Kelly, 41 carries. It's pretty good in three games, right? We're pretty happy with that. How many yards do you think he has on 41 carries? Um, 92. It's, it's bad. 68. 92. 68. Oh, my He's God. I was being generous. 1.65 yards per carry in three games as the starter. Jesus Christ. Fantasy jail forever and ever. Josh, we're done. Yep. We're uh, we're done. Another guy from that game, Jerry Tillery, who smacked Justin Herbert, our sweet prince. Yeah, what the hell what was, was that, that dude? dude? Like, you, you played on that team last year. Like, he was a member of the Chargers for multiple years. And he, oh, really? Yes. He, Jerry even, Tillery was a bust first-round pick for the Chargers. He, he just yeah, killed that him. Yeah, wrong That was to not chill do that. to do that to Justin Herbert, who's one of the stars no. of this league. Affecting Keenan, affecting Austin when they're out there. Come on, and for fantasy purposes, we want to protect Justin Herbert at all costs. That was absolute bullshit from Jerry Tillery. I um Mac Jones. Mac. Bad. We're done. Bad. We're done. We're it's been a long time since I've watched both Mac and Zach play on the same day. And Mac today and was Zach. one of those days, and I was like, okay, it's good to have Zach Wilson. Mac is like that's how bad for Mac sure. Jones Without was a doubt. Today. The 49ers yep. traded three first-round picks for a guy who started four games for them, and I'm still happy they did it over drafting Mac Jones. I'm still happy that Mac Jones wasn't the pick. At, at that's the, a crazy after. take, but that's a fair nope. take. Straight, straight up happy. Um, I got two from the Saints game. Um, I have one from this game. Okay, so Derek Carr clearly I was going to say clearly Derek injured. Carr. Yeah. Clearly injured in this game. He guts it out. He goes 23 for 37, so 23 pass attempts. He finishes with 127 yards, <laughs> 23 pass attempts, 3.4 Do the Kamara stat line. <laughs> and you know who I'm sending to fantasy jail with, Derek Carr? 
PPR scoring. PPR, I love you, but you're going to fantasy jail this week because Alvin Kamara scored 21 fantasy points today with 84 total yards and zero touchdowns. That's right. He had 13 catches for 33 yards. How? How is that even possible? That puts Najee Harris's rookie season, like that, that puts it to shame in terms of, like, that's the Big Ben. I can't even turn my back. Check it down to Najee Harris offense. I don't, Derek Carr, why'd you play today? You got curb stomped at home by Baker Mayfield. You're clearly injured. Let Jameis Winston play. I don't know what that was up. Chris Olave, 1.4 fantasy I, points. Just come on. Dude. I also had Chris, or I mean, I had uh, just the Saints in general for fantasy jail, but I had Alvin Kamara in fantasy jail because I know he just got a suspension, but like that was such a ludicrous <laughs> PPR. fantasy performance PPR. that I feel like we need to put it back <laughs> in suspension. Yeah, he, <laughs> that was insane. How do you, how do you, he, I was like, I was like, I was like oh, back, Alvin Kamara's back. 21 points. I had to go double check his He didn't definitely didn't look like he definitely looked like he did last year, which is uh, not that good. Um, uh, other, um, you got any of the culprits? I mean, we we got to send Matt Eberflus to jail, but I was gonna have uh, Mister Mister Holler uh, do the honors with that one. Yeah, I, I was just gonna take. Um, this is, might be a short term uh, attempt, like maybe out on parole with six months, uh, depending on good behavior. But I think we have to remove Zach Wilson out of fantasy jail, and I think people should put Garrett Wilson back into their starting lineups because a lot of people benched him tonight. Like a lot of people are benching Garrett Wilson in favor and they're having a tough lineup decision. The kid got 14 targets tonight. Okay. Who do they here's, play next? Here's what we'll do with Zach 14 Wilson. Here's what we'll do with targets. Zach Wilson. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, I'm down for he doesn't get solution. to leave. He does not get he is he needs an ankle monitor. Maybe an ankle monitor. No, 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 no. Ooh, I like we that. Just, I like that. We just bumped good. up his parole board. We just bumped it up. He was like years in advance for his parole board. We're going to hear him in two weeks. We're going to hear his case in two weeks on the pro. You guys want to know who they play next week? Who? Yeah. Take a wild guess. Uh, the Bills. No, you it's Denver. Dolphins. Oh, yeah. No, Garrett Wilson's <laughs> in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, we're going to bump 14 we're gonna targets bump against his Chiefs parole team. hearing or for his parole board. We're going to hear his case. Mm. He definitely has been a good soldier, but um, he's done a Dude, lot more bad than good. Zach's been in fantasy jail since like last season, dude. I mean, basically, once he lost the job to Mike White and Joe Flacco, me and Sean threw him in fantasy jail, and I don't think he's even seen he had the most a visitor face. since. Such a punchable face, he really does. Um, but that's but that's all I got. I just want to give him a shout. Denver, speaking of Denver, we'll segue into that one. We'll yeah, segue into Matt that Eberflus nice and clear. Matt Eberflus, you're going to jail, dude. You are going. You are you're a terrible coach. You can't call yourself a defensive-minded head coach. They've given up an NFL record 25-plus points in 14 games. You are not a defensive-minded coach, and you're calling the plays, dude. This is what an embarrassment. They couldn't stop a JV offense, the fucking state of Indiana, dude. This is disgusting. Like, what I am watching every Sunday, like, I keep buying back in because I don't have a – because, like, we're so early. We're like – like, like you could be like, oh, there's still time. There's still time. No, man. You don't blow a 28-7 to 7 lead. You don't do that. You don't do that. And then just a couple more tidbits. He's always blaming the players. It's never him or his staff. He said it's always execution. Then digging into the Chase Claypool situation. Oh, that's so embarrassing. He was, in, he was so inactive on Saturday night. Just they told him do not come to the field. Bears PR comes out later in the day. They said, no, Chase was told he's not allowed to come here today because of his public comments about the coaching staff. They are so insecure that they they're telling this Eberflus. guy, don't even show up to the goddamn stadium. No, but they asked Eberflus. They said, why wasn't Chase Claypool here? And he said, I don't know. He didn't why. want to come. So Eberflus is they just said they lied. I didn't know this was that bad. He's a, he's a fucking liar. a defensive coach who had to resign in disgrace. They like res like flat out no. he did something so bad he needed to resign in disgrace. Like he's three and twenty-one. <laughs> Dude, that is insane in the NFL. I know every blind squirrel gets a nut every right? now and then. He's three and eighteen, it's, right? I don't know if he's it doesn't matter. Oh it doesn't matter. These guys it's a joke. Get him out of It's a here. disgrace, dude. He he just has like no likable traits. I was reading our like there's like traits of like a, like a good NFL coach and he's got none of them. He's not charismatic, he's not transparent. He doesn't have a good staff. The guy's a joke, dude. Absolute joke. And I probably have to watch him for 13 more games, dude. 
I hate you, Matt Eberflus. You're ruining my life. You're ruining my life. <laughs> Let's go over the fourth down decision here because the Bears are absolutely marching down the field. Luke Getze is just spamming Khalil Herbert runs, and it's working every single time. They march the ball into field goal range. It looks really good. Oh my god! And they blew it. They blew a twenty-one point lead. But again, they're, they're going to kick a, a field goal here to at least take a lead with like what two minutes left. You got to let make either we're going to overtime. Russell Wilson's beating us, and we feel confident about that, right? They get into field goal range, fourth and one. They take a timeout. Now it kind of appeared that they were going to get the to get the defense to jump off sides and then kick a field goal. Typically, when teams do that, they don't usually come out and then go for it on fourth down again. But they go out and go for it on fourth down again, which makes me think very indecisive. He does not know what he wants to do, no. and he landed no. on that last second. And again, you don't go for it in that situation if you feel ultra, ultra confident. They run a shotgun run with Khalil Herbert up the gut that goes nowhere. You have Justin Fields, who is an absolute freak, who could get you a yard any day in his sleep. And also, you have Khalil Herbert. push. Just turn around from under center and give it to him. You don't have to do a shotgun run. Ridiculous. Just terrible Ridiculous. Play terrible play call, terrible execution, on, throw him in jail. I think on top of that, too, just like going back to the defensive-minded head coach, he could have gone up to the podium postgame and said, I did not kick because I do not trust my defense. He pretty much said, I'm not taking three because I don't think we can limit them to just three. Like He pretty much said, they're going to go get seven, so we have to pretty much end this game or get seven ourselves. That's like, not true, though, because gutless. He, gutless. Fields had that gutless. bonehead touchdown. that he like The Denver was not marching on them. It was kind of like self-inflicted wounds. They, that they, no, they definitely were, oh, they were in the fourth okay. quarter. Okay. Okay. Well, they scored like three possessions in a row. It was it okay. was a disaster. But okay. no, he's he's a coward. He's a coward, dude. I can't believe I have to keep looking at his stupid face <laughs> on the sideline as he runs his fucking hand through his hair. I'm like, fuck off, dude. Get out of Chicago. So no, Please, you were locked up. If you were listening up. with any of your children, I am so sorry for this. That was a not safe for work rant for Maiden. But it's again, if you know what it means to be a Bears fan, they're the only team that has not won a game in all of North American professional sports since Elon Musk bought Twitter in October of 2022. Dude, it's bad. They did that on top of the Cubs collapse, too. Like, I'm going to freak out, dude. I'm going to freak out. These teams are breaking my goddamn heart, man. But no, I'm good. I I got it all out. Uh, Keegan has gone out. off. Of no, I did not. I did not expect you to bring up that Elon Musk thing. I saw that on Twitter and I was like, "All right, I've given Aiden a hard time in this year's bar. I can't. You can get up to it. Cannot make fun of Aiden. Everyone circled and said, "Of course we have. He bought it back in October. Of course we have. It's been a, it's been a year. And then and then it's just us circled. No, uh, no, dude. Whatever. I'm. I'm just done. No, like zero and four, and I'm done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully out. Like I'm fully out, fully out. But Justin Fields, man, great, <laughs> great game, game out there, dude. Great game, great game. Um, great game, Justin. All right, you guys want to air Wait, out some of our speaking of great games? We should uh, air out our good takes yes, and bad takes. Sorry, Sean, I didn't mean to cut you uh, off. Let's air out some yeah, of our bad it. takes. I had good takes. I had good takes last week for sure. Milk was a bad choice. So. Nailed the yeah. nailed the A Rich start and the cousins sit. I was all over quarterbacks there. Cousins had kind of a rough game. Um, my RB start of the week, James Cook, only scored four more points than my sit, Rashad White. So, uh, eh, whatever. It's kind of a wash. What are you gonna do? Uh, Nico Collins was money, thirty five points. If you started Nico, good for you. Uh, Christian Kirk was a bad sit. Uh, he was great. You guys were right. With Zay Jones out, you're starting Christian Kirk no matter what. Side note. Calvin Ridley might be in a little trouble. It uh, it's, it's not looking that great. Things are so looking far. not so good for him. Um, and then the last one is I'm done forever. I'm never recommending this guy as a start. I'm I'm never going to talk about this guy ever again on this podcast. I am done with Kyle Pitts. It's never happening again. <laughs> thank you, thank I'm you, done. dude. I'm never. Don't, you don't have to do this. You I'm don't have to do this. Never talking about him again. I'm never drafting him again. I'm never picking him up off waivers again. I'm never going to recommend him again. I am just going to move on. I'm going to cut the cord. It's it's been a toxic it's relationship. Way, dude. It's way better um, this way. I I'm out. I'm out on Kyle Pitts. And you had a you had a saying that you said about instead of milk being the bad choice with uh, Kyle Pitts, it was uh what was it again? T was a bad choice this week. T was a bad choice. <laughs> Oi, bro, if T was a bad choice this week. Yeah, no, man. Disaster. Hot. Disaster. 
I saw it coming. I saw it coming. T uh, T was a bad choice. Kyle Pitts is like, what kind of milk is that? Like it, you're. I was watching Jackass no, Forever. Is... Have you guys seen Jackass Forever? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, you've yeah. seen it, right? You know where they have where they get eighteen gallons of pig cum. If you've ever seen it for the listeners out there, I'm I'm sorry. I get not <laughs> safe for work. Um, I was watching Jackass Forever this weekend with uh, my future father-in-law. It was a great time. Um, it, <laughs> starting Kyle Pitts is like going to reach for a warm glass of milk, but instead of it being milk, it's a glass of pig cum from Jackass Forever. Oh That's God. what that is. That's fair. That's, what, That's literally fair. what it is. All right, Keegan. Milk was a bad choice. Uh, oh, your, your turn, brother. Hard to t- I'll tell you hard what. Hard to top that. I'll tell you what, fellas, uh, things went all right for me. Um, you know, first off, me and Aiden share the same start of the week at quarterback with Justin Fields. That was a gimme get right game. I feel like that was easy for the pickings that hit. QB3. I also brought you an additional QB start for the week in Brock Purdy, and he ends up with 21 points on the week. So I feel pretty good about that one. Um, Dak Prescott was my QB sit of the week, and he gets up a measly 14 points this week. You, I just you, feel like Dak. That was coming for you, and then the defense scored two touchdowns, and you lucked out because he was dealing. This, this is the thing, game. and this is the thing, and we'll probably have to talk about this if it happens again, but Dallas's defense and their team is legit so good that I don't think that there's enough competition for – them to put up substantial fantasy numbers right now like it's not a knock against Dak Dak played pretty well he was you're right right in the beginning of that game Sean when he threw that touchdown to CeeDee Lamb I was like wow I'm gonna be drinking some spoiled milk on the pod tonight but 14 points don't say I didn't tell you so um running back this is kind of a wash running back and tight end at start I had Javante Williams and Pat Fryermuth both left really early uh not really early for Pat but they both left with injury so We'll chalk that up. Puka Nakua, start of the week. Smash. First career touchdown. Gets a walk-off in overtime. What a what a lad he is. Um, sit running back. Brees Hall, 9.9, just PPR points. Another lackluster night from him. But I thought he looked good again. <laughs> they need to get him more involved. Dalvin Cook is awful. Uh, Michael Carter looks better than Dalvin Cook at this point of his career. Yeah, not great. I also told you to sit Jordan Addison. Zero catches on one target for the kid. Carolina was um, Carolina is a good pass defense right now, um, all things considered, and they've done a really good job of containing wide receivers, especially in fantasy land. So that felt like a pretty easy avoid. Um, So I'm happy about that. Dallas Goddard. This was uncomfortable to say sit him, but – Again, same trend. There's not enough love to go around in Philadelphia. Nope. He had four points this week. 4.5 in PPR. 4.5 in PPR. Dude, the tight end is a terrible tight end, end star. So bad. Outside of Kelsey. Again, and his role in that offense, too, just feels very forced. Like every it's target so is like not forced. Like natural. It's, 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 it's not it's a not good environment for him. He also had a terrible miscommunication on a route that could have put him in a decent scoring position this year that I don't yep. think was Jalen Hurts' fault. I think it was more Goddard than anything. But overall, I made it out pretty unscathed. I got two injuries to kind of help smooth the way, but I, I basically shot 100%. Lost to hard sit this weekend. We'll call it 80 because of the two injuries, but not too bad for the kid. Yeah, you were low-key in your bag this week. Yeah, I, I was low-key in my bag, too. Oh, no. Just kind of oh no, just kind of going through <laughs> oh, these. Oh, no, every uh, time. Every time he's in his bag. <laughs> every time he's in his no, bag. No, no, this one's real. No, I, I've <laughs> I gone promise. I promise. It's me. No, so Justin Fields, start of the week. Dog, QB3. So... This one doesn't count. So Deshaun Watson didn't play. Um, <laughs> Deshaun Watson didn't play. Um, but so I pretty much just get like the rollover effect. DTR didn't play well. So I pretty much get to victory lab that one because, yeah, that's, oh I'm just going to take God. that. Okay. Um, Javante Williams left in the first quarter, but you had their third string running back going for like 10 yards a touch. So I still feel good about that. The I process think was there. I'm with you pro- on that one. I don't know if you're, I don't know if your Cleveland process is right, but because I went in on yeah. you with Javante, I'll say that that Javon- one's right. So that one counts. So I'm going to go check moving on. Joe Mixon had eight points. Um, yeah, that, that matchup was terrible. We, we kind of saw that one coming. Adam Thielen, um, 
So this was this was dependent. Wait, wait, on... wait! This this was this was no. I see what you're doing here. You're this like, wait, was I was pre- in my bag. So this was pre Bryce Young, but it actually so he he had 17 points. Oh yeah, Not that's bad, that's okay. a start of so, the week. You nailed that. So Dude, it was fine. Coke Collins um, or Puka? I, but, you know. I was just, expecting. It's just so Dalton. funny because I'm thinking of Aiden's face going. I'm feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm but feeling someone it. Someone did text so, me. I was, Should I start Gabe Davis over Adam Thielen? And I responded back with. I'm getting a feeling. I got a feeling. <laughs> but you're still not bummed. 17, so we're victory lap that. We're, way still, over his we're still throwing a no-hitter into my wide receiver starts. Um, I went BOGO here, and pretty much the coupon got rescinded. The coupon got rescinded. <laughs> Traylon Burks didn't play. He recommended That's on me. a guy who no one has on their roster at this point. That was A-1. Yeah, so... Yeah, hey, so speak for yourself, dude. Sit Chig, yeah. sit Chig Oconqua this week. <laughs> Dude, this would have been the week to start Cole Komet. Speaking of talking about sitting players, this was the Cole Komet week. No, dude. Um, Hopkins, though, (laughs) they scored 27 points, and the guy has 60 yards. Like, it's never going to happen. Tannehill missed him on a wide-open bomb. He's got a couple yards of separation in the end zone. Dude is dust, so we're still victory lapping heading into tight end. starting anyone in that offense. Evan Ingram did not find pay dirt, um, but he was tight end seven. So that was cool. He continues to trend in the right direction, especially in the second half. They really leaned on him. David Njoku was my sit. He actually had his best game of the year, but he was still like tight end 11. So like, <laughs> so, like David Njoku was my sit, but he had his best game of the season. <laughs> so David Njoku gave his best out. But like in my defense, I also didn't know he was going to like burn his face and come like a man possessed. Good so call. like, good call. I hope he's burned. I, didn't know I hope he's feeling better. Like, dude, I saw him walk in in that outfit, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so fucked on this take." Like, he is going. <laughs> that was the coolest outfit I've seen in a while. He's gonna make me pay for this one. Um, but no, really, not that bad this week. It was like a small glass of milk. Like, I probably Stop dipped a couple it. Oreos in it. Like, it was pretty cool. I it was just small like a nice, glass of milk. nice, nice post dinner treat. A couple double stuffed Oreos. Oh, jeez, no, not bad. No. Not bad. What an I feel like we did all right. What an episode. Last was. week's was worse for sure. But Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you have not had a chance again, like, comment, subscribe. You made it all the way through on your first time, or if you've made it all the way through without subscribing, go ahead, do it. We appreciate you. Everyone that's listening, still listening right now, thank you. We really appreciate you. We're almost at 100 episodes doing this thing, and we're having the most fun ever. So thank you, everybody, for, uh, for following along. Uh, Keegan, before we jump, Anything to say to the listeners? Um, I promise I'm not a conspiracy theorist about the NFL, okay? <laughs> I was emotional, and I don't want you to hold those words against me, but there was something wrong. There was something fishy in the waters tonight, but I appreciate everybody who sat through that and listened to my rant. Aiden? I know sometimes football gets personal, but I'm sorry, you guys. Um, me? Um I don't know. Caleb plus Marvin Harrison, man. That's 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 all I got. That's all I have. I've I've already got edits on my phone. Um so we are we are already there on October first. So yeah. 49ers are the best team in football. Baby.